Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is the 14th of August, 2019. It's Wednesday, so glad to have you here. I'm also glad to welcome back for uh, the third and final day, Liz Waters Hyde, a general executive board member of the IWW and co-founder of the Freelance Journalists Union. Liz, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me back. <laughs> so if any group of workers sounds difficult to organize, uh, freelance workers sounds incredibly, incredibly difficult because by the nature of the job, these are not folks working in the same workplace. Uh, by the nature of the job, they are often in competition with one another for you know scant amounts of work. And yet the Freelance Journalist Union exists, and I'd love to hear more about it and, and find out what it's working on. The Freelance Journalist Union is something that came out of the IWW's New York City branch. We co-founded it back in September of 2018, and it went public earlier this year in 2019 and was a big hit on Twitter. <laughs> and we have been recruiting freelancers you know, throughout the year. We are about to charter our first freelance journalist union, Industrial Union 450 branch here in New York City, which is really exciting. But this project has been gaining steam, especially online. It's a little bit different because freelancers, as I'm sure you are aware, they're considered independent contractors. So they're not falling under the same labor law as usually unions would uh, be able to you know, work in a shop and unionize a specific location of a company. Well, freelance journalists are independent contractors, so they are not subject to those same laws. They, you can't have a collective bargaining unit currently with independent contractors, and they are just subject to different labor laws than a typical employee or company would be. That's one of the first hurdles of organizing with freelancers. And as you said, they are in competition with, with each other. Uh, so a lot of what we've been doing is trying to convince freelance journalists that they are better together. So what that means is, for example, one of the biggest complaints that we've seen freelance journalists have about the industry is trying to get paid. <laughs> they, they often get ghosted when it's time to pay them for their stories. So one freelance journalist, you know, fighting against one particular outlet to get paid, you run the risk of, you know, if you step over a line, you run the risk of being blacklisted from that outlet and not getting work from them anymore. But if you have a group of freelance journalists that are kind of pushing back on that outlet, they're not going to blacklist any one individual. So your, your job and how you're making money is a lot safer. You, as a collective group, have a lot more leverage and power than as an individual. This is the same you know, concept that we apply to organizing regular employees and staff members, but you really have to kind of point it out to freelance journalists and independent contractors in general because they are freelance journalists are not the only independent contractors that we're working with, um, and really point out that they are better together and that they do have more power than the working class in general has more power when we stick together rather than, you know, try to fight as an individual, which you're never going to win over, you know, these large media companies as one person. But together, you do have more leverage and you have leverage to get paid on time. You have leverage to change the industry to make it more beneficial to the workers that are in there and to make it more fair. So we've been working with freelancers from all over the country, all over the world, and it's um, 
very interesting for the IWW because it is a digital model, which is not something that we have, you know, really tried before. We are traditionally organizing in a physical workplace and, you know, mapping that workplace out and talking to people. So now we have, you know, really embraced technology and, and try to figure out how do you organize people that are not in the same location. So that's kind of been a, a big ongoing project. It's been pretty successful so far, and we're really excited about it. As we uh, are drawing to a close here, I just I want to shift away from the organizations and, and just ask about you for a minute. Uh, how did you get interested in, in doing what you're doing in the world? How did you become aware of organizing and the labor movement? How did you get radicalized and how did you decide to, to do this as your vocation? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> I came from a working class, one parent household and was radicalized in high school from probably a, from, you know, my mom having to deal with being a working parent, but also B, from listening to a, a lot of political punk music. <laughs> so as I grew up and became an adult, I definitely stayed kind of in that political DIY activist scene. And labor issues have always been kind of my focus because I believe you spend eight or more hours a day with your coworkers. So what is a better place to, you know, teach people about your values and how they can you defend themselves and you advocate for themselves than at the workplace. For me, I I joined the IWW during the Occupy Wall Street movement when I was out in Chicago and have been kind of working with them since then. I ended up going to university to study human rights and now I work in communications for grassroots social justice nonprofits and unions. So that's kind of how I ended up here. <laughs> and what is your role as a general executive board member of the IWW? The general executive board oversees how the union functions throughout the year in between our conventions and referendums. So our union is extremely democratic and the members are ultimately the um, decision makers. But in between you know, our yearly convention where we introduce new resolutions and new uh, ideas and structures, the general executive board is elected to facilitate the function of the union. So the administration helping with the financial and legal aspects and proposing more changes for the union to our conventions and facilitating the conventions themselves. It's an elected position, so it's, uh, it's changed yearly. And can anybody become a member of the IWW? Just about anyone can become a member. You cannot become a member if you are a boss, and you cannot become a member if you are in law enforcement or are a prison guard. Will you remind folks one more time how to find out more about the IWW? Sure. You can visit us online at IWW.org, or you can visit us Twitter at IWW. My guest for the first three days of this week has been Liz Waters-Hyde, General Executive Board Member of the IWW and co-founder of the Freelance Journalists Union. Uh, Liz, it's been a pleasure to follow you for quite a while now on social media and uh, even more of a pleasure to finally get to talk to you. Thanks for all the great work you're doing and thanks for coming on a brief chat to talk about it. Thank you so much for having me. 
And that's our show. You can find out more about A Brief Chat at abriefchat.com. You can contact me at jason at abriefchat.com if you'd like to be a guest or suggest somebody else as a guest. You can also become a member at patreon.com slash abriefchat. Thanks to the folks who are already supporting this show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.